0: welcome everybody this is a man up spiritual oasis for men podcast podcast number 171 hard to believe and we're glad you're here and where is here here is sugarland texas so grab globe spin it around bang have no idea where you ended up swim crawl drive your way across that globe to texas southeast corner of texas is houston southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And we are in areas around Sugarland, still in the COVID quarantine, but we're, I, I, I honestly, I, I think we're going to be out of it here pretty soon. So <clears throat> whether you found us on Facebook, uh, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, where we have all of our podcasts archived, Apple Podcasts, we're also on pray.com. You may have found us at manupspiritualoasis.com, which is our website. We're, we're glad you found us. And what are we? We are just a bunch of guys that are on the spiritual journey and talk about things that you can't talk about on a regular basis. <clears throat> we recognize that the, the faith muscle needs to be exercised just like every other muscle. And that's what we do here at Man Up. Uh, This is our 171st podcast, and we're starting a new study. And we use different resource material. This is from the Baptist Weight Press. We're going to be talking about living in the spirit, and it's uh, called uh, Connect 360s. Uh, Baptist Way Press, they do a a great job, and so what we do here, just to give you, uh, if if some of you might be new out there that are listening, is we have a panel discussion, and I'll introduce the panel in a moment, but uh, not only uh, names, but what they do, but also their interests and their avocations, so you might identify with one or two of these other panelists a little bit more closely because that's what you do. So my name is Bill Cox. I'm, uh, I'm the director host. I'm basically a uh, uh, writer, actor uh, kind of guy, was a DJ as far as uh, my interests. Uh, but as a as a working, uh, I work as a contractor. So I deal with customers on a regular basis. And uh, so I want to go ahead and uh, introduce the rest of the panel uh, that we have today. Um, he is uh, an attorney, and you can't do anything in this litigious society without having an attorney around. Uh, but he is also a prosecutor so he could defend you or he could throw the book at you uh that's mr michael cropper we call him the judge and our producer he is a world-class policy writer also a bit of a professional gambler mr steve titch is in the booth uh, producing hey, steve. This episode
3: our right. virtual booth <laughs>
0: <laughs> our, our, absolutely. Our there, there virtual, our virtual booth. And uh, hey, I think we have uh, Kyle Trahan uh, on board. Just want to introduce him to the audience. Uh, if you've been listening to us, uh, Kyle's a regular, he's also uh, kind of the class deacon, uh, as well as uh, an insurance broker, is what he does for a living but he's one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. And he hopefully uh, is calling from um, Louisiana where he's been involved in some relief work um, about the hurricane uh, from Louisiana. So Kyle, give us a a little update on the relief work going on there.
1: I I am actually in Houston. Um, I was in Louisiana all last weekend Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, you know, I've seen devastation. Um, I've seen hurricanes. uh, If if you're around our area, you know, Hurricane Ike in 2008. um, Big, big, big winds for that storm. Um, Guys, I've never seen anything like this. You know, I I drove home. I went through where I grew up, you know, back after Ike and and Harvey and Rita, you know, stuff like that. It knocked some trees over. But uh, imagine a dense forest and you go to sleep and you're staring at this dense forest around your home and you wake up and all you see is sky. There are friends that I've seen the pictures of the difference of what that looks like for them. Just the total landscape is, is utterly different. I was there the Sunday before it happened and then the, the Saturday after, it it's completely different. I mean, it's the town I grew up in. I, I know these roads like the back of my hand and you get into areas, then you just, you're like, wait, 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 is that, what street is this? Because you, there are no street signs. They blew off. God only knows where those are. You know? Um, I also, my heart goes out to the people that are dealing with wildfires. You know, Oregon. It's it's the same scenario. You know, homes just right. in total devastation and, and utter disarray. It's right. nothing like I've ever experienced. I, I'll just say that. You know, two right. total weeks without... You know, electric. You hear sometimes of uh, what was it? Uh, Cuba, not long ago, uh, was it Hurricane Maria? Was that the one that hit Cuba that just d- devastated horribly? Maria hit the 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 islands down in the Gulf, and they went forever. Well, that's almost like a third world country. You know, this is like Charles. This is two hours away from where we have seven and a half million people. And two, three, four weeks before people get electric is just. Anyway, guys, I mean, it, the, the things that people just forget about so quickly, I guess, you know, uh, you, we don't see it in the news. Again, we're two, two and a half hours away from where this happened. You, you don't hear anything about it. These people. Right now, the estimate is $1.8 billion, and it will surely grow from that, you know, of what this did.
3: So what, so some, what what are some of the things you've been doing out there?
1: Um, crawling on roofs, putting up tarps. Um, we, My mom's place, she lives in an apartment, and, and right after the storm, we had a tarp put up, but uh, she still took on water. She so we you know clearing out refrigerators and uh, unfortunately, mom still took on mold. Um, so her home will be a total remediation, um, you know. And she was one of the lucky ones. I heard of some of the other homes in that same building even that were way 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 worse than what she got. Um, so I went to my aunt's home. And imagine any one of your front yards. I've been to a couple of your homes and you know, standard little front yard, nothing big, nothing small. And my aunt lost both of the trees in her front yard and it was just little black stretches all over the place. She lost, uh, you know, a a 10th of her shingles. Her whole entire yard front and back were covered with shingles. Well, you say, well, I'm glad it wasn't hers, but where did it come from? Well, as you turn the corner right around from her house, they lost everything. The decking, they, all they had was rafters. So it was probably their singles. It just, it's, it's unfathomable. The work that will, it will take, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, some of these people haven't worked in months. And uh, oh, by the way, hurricane deductibles over there are basically five percent of your home. So if you got a two hundred thousand dollar home, you got a ten thousand dollar deductible. And if you hadn't been out of, if you've been out of work for the last four, five, six months, so many people are on the edge of not being able to continue. Wow. So just just pray for the recovery, <clears throat> pray for the strength, pray for the hope that they need to not get into that despair because you know hey i'm not there and i got attacked all kinds of today i can only imagine when you go home and you still don't have electric tonight and you're going to sweat one more night and hope tomorrow it comes on you know right And, and all i had was a bunch of technological and computer and work glitches not my home devastated so right. just just keep praying we, we forget all too soon
0: all right and with that hey thanks for that update Kyle uh, you're out there doing good work too. totally appreciate that we're gonna go ahead and we'll take our first break this is man up spiritual oasis for men we will be right back
3: you're listening to the man up spiritual oasis for men podcast it's brought to you by man up media I'm pastor Chris Busher, and hey I know these guys their podcast is pretty authentic and and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook, under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud, and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for the Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact Man Up at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up.
0: All right, we're back. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 171. We're glad you're here. This is No Church Answers Tour. If you've been following us the last, I guess it's been 12 weeks, we have been in the book of Daniel. And I'm telling you, um, that I am so glad we're not in the book of Daniel. <laughs> no and uh so <clears throat> what we're what we're starting off in this one living in the spirit we're going into the new testament and lesson one um is going to be from mark and it's the uh baptism of the holy spirit and so basically you're going to go around and uh talk to the fellas and get a brief overview and maybe you can even uh, summarize a little bit about uh, your feelings about uh, graduating from Daniel as well. So let's start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch.
3: <laughs> um, well, Daniel was interesting. Um, it was uh, a, it was a deep study. Very glad to be out of it in fact. <laughs> even, the, <laughs> even the chapters in our, okay. in, our, in our new book are shorter. Not to mention the readings. Right. Um, we're going. We're going to have you live, Bill. <laughs> we're, we're gonna right. Have, right. We're not pre-recorded a a, a thirty verse uh, reading. So, uh, but yeah, it, actually, this is the, a, a nice change of pace because we'll get to talk a little about, well, more. But we'll be able to talk in in general about the Holy Spirit. Um, something that's uh, you know always an interesting and somewhat mysterious concept. Uh, it's kind of sometimes trite, the spirit leads me or whatever the spirit tells me. But, but I, I'm glad we're going to talk, you know, 13 weeks into talking about, you know, what a spirit-driven life is and what, what we mean by that. And I'm, I, I'm interested to find out as, as much as everyone. I mean, I know, I kind of know what it means intuitively. I've experienced it, but, but working it out in conversation is going to be great.
0: And and you know and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and well, here let me I'll go with Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, your comments, uh, oh, yeah. Judge, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. not only on this, but maybe some uh, follow up comments on uh, getting out of Daniel.
4: All righty, sure thing. Uh, first, first of all, uh, yeah, Steve's right. We're we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, and and you know what, in different parts of the Bible, it's addressed it's addressed in different ways. But here we're going to be addressing it as it pertains to Jesus Christ. Now, the gospel, uh, the, the passage we're dealing with today in uh, Mark 1 uh, introduces introduce us to John the Baptist, and I'm going to talk about him just for a minute because we're going to have plenty of time to, to deal with the Holy Spirit coming up in the lessons and also in this one as well. Uh, John the Baptist, uh, if any of you follow the Bible at all or, or, or listen to us or listen to other Uh, preachers teach on on John the Baptist. He is a prophet who is called by God to prepare the hearts of the Jewish people to accept the Messiah. Of course, that's Jesus. Uh, Christ is a Messiah, and he's going to come, and he's going to present a whole new message about serving God the Father. And this, we know as, is the gospel. And actually, the message is really not new. The Jewish people have known that to be made righteous before God, you must serve him and obey the law and also make sacrificial offerings to atone for your sins or for their sins. Anyway, the problem is that the sin is never ending and therefore sacrifices must continue for the Jewish people in the Old Testament. And of course, this is the first part of our Bible. And the reason is because you will continue to sin. Now let me explain that when you all, when you provide an offering for your sin, such as a lamb, a goat, an ox, a bull, or offering, this is a sacrificial offering, and it only wipes away your past sin or your present sin and your past sin. It does nothing to remove the sin which you're going to commit in the future. Now I'm getting I'm going I'm headed for a <laughs> for an answer. To this guys, uh, Jesus came to provide. A way to God the Father for our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins. Okay, God the Heavenly Father is holy, He is righteous, He's the Alpha and Omega, He's the first and last. Now only Jesus can provide a way to God the Father if He Himself is holy and righteous. The path He's going to provide must be holy and righteous. Well, fact in fact Jesus is the path to God. In fact, He is a part of God himself, so he himself is holy, pure, and righteous. Jesus is going to become the ultimate sacrifice or sacrificial offering to atone for our sins. Now, in today's lesson, today's lesson is about the one who is going to announce the entrance of Jesus to the Jewish people. It's much like the angels who announced the birth of Christ to the the shepherds. And it's all about John the Baptist. And and as Steve says, we're going to be getting into the Holy Spirit and, and how it leads our lives later on. But right now, uh, John the Baptist is a dynamite preacher who's going to introduce Jesus. And he is so powerful that the people around Jerusalem and in Judea will come out to hear in the wilderness to hear him preach, even though he looks like a hillbilly. Now, his message to the people is to repent and prepare their hearts to hear from the Messiah and the message he will bring.
0: Excellent. Uh, And we're going to go ahead and dive right into this week's scripture reading. It is from Mark 1, uh, 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way John wore clothing made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Let me go ahead and start going around the room and getting some impressions from some of the panels panelists and uh, start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch.
3: Okay. You know, um, um, as, as I've said before, I was raised Catholic and um, only about, about close to 10 year, nine, 10 years I've been at this Baptist church. But if you join a Baptist church and uh, it will not be a long time before someone tells you that the word baptism or baptize was transliterated from Greek baptize, baptismo, uh, from the Greek by the translators of the King James Bible, uh, and what that what baptism means in in Koine Greek uh, or baptize to use the word uh, is immerse, uh, and you know now that, that, that in in the Baptist point of view that that. Was transliterated because already the church was doing, uh, spring, you know, baptism. You know, the, the, the more classic uh, sprinkling baptism, the infant baptism. Um, of course, the Baptists do believer's baptism, which is much, which is really uh, <coughs> what's described in the Bible by uh, by by here in Mark uh, and what John the Baptist was doing. So, but uh, that debate aside, I want to stay on that word immerse because it helps us understand. The word a little better, uh, and we can read that final uh, verse, verse, verse eight, um, where John says, rather than and, and substitute baptize for immerse, and so I immerse you with water, but he, being Jesus, will immerse you with or immerse you in the Holy Spirit, and that that to me is a, is a great picture of what the Spirit is what life in the Spirit is. It's, you know, baptism, the, the media thought for most Christians is, you know, sprinkling on the head with water, but really it's immersion. And to take that image is that we're looking, we're looking for a life where we are totally immersed in the Spirit. And that is, that is really the goal. Um, and John's baptism was, you know, physical in a way. It was it was preparatory to the baptism in in the spirit, the immersion in the spirit that that uh, Jesus offers.
0: Excellent, Michael Cropper.
4: Yeah, no, I was just looking at that. Well, um, Steve was talking about the baptism. Uh, first of all, John baptized, and he he baptized you with water, and it is a outward sign to show that the people change their hearts. They turn to God to repent of their sins and turn to God. Now, John himself said, you know, Jesus is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. And um, and then I think about uh, most all of us are familiar with the the end of uh, Jesus' ministry when he is put on the cross and he dies and, and then he is raised from the dead again. Um and again, I think the Holy Spirit is being the power that raises him from the dead. And uh, and then we go to Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, and the Acts of the Apostles shows us a different type of uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit, for lack of a better term, because I'm sure that there's, and, and I know what you guys, I'm hoping you guys understand what I'm getting at. But there is immersion in the Holy Spirit, and I'm not sure when you know you are immersed in the Holy Spirit. The author talks about it quite, quite profoundly, and he says you need to serve the Lord in the Holy Spirit. And I'm guessing he means that when we accept Christ and come to know Him, when we're born again or born anew, or repent and give a new direction toward Christ. I believe he's indicating that that we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, all I can think of whenever he says that, and when he talks about us needing to be immersed in the Holy Spirit is whenever I gave my life to the Lord. I felt like the Spirit of the Lord came into my life and in my heart and guided me and directed me. But then I, 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 the difference here, I get a low ball when I look to Acts and I look at the, uh, of the apostles after Jesus is taken up into heaven. And I, I think we will look at that a little later. That's one of the scripture references in a later lesson. But the apostles are praying to Christ after he's taken it up into heaven. And this the Holy Spirit comes to them and comes to them with a profound appearance, with cloven tongues of fire that sits on their heads. And they become extremely powerful in their preaching and their anointing by the Holy Spirit. And so that, I guess what I'm throwing out, which we have not dealt with in this particular uh, set of scriptures, is... Uh, when do you know that you are full of the Holy Spirit? There are scriptures in Galatians, I believe, that tells us there are fruits of the Spirit we should look for, love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, forbearance, and things like that. But uh, what the author leaves me puzzled with is, is can, can you tell me what in your heart makes you know that you're immersed in the Holy Spirit? And the only thing I can tell you for me was that when I accepted Christ into my heart, I knew it. He came into my heart, and he changed my direction, my life and things uh, in in the direction I was headed.
0: Excellent. Uh, We have an open-door teleconferencing uh, (laughs) policy, and uh, the professor has joined us. And uh, Robert Koshu, he is a world-class trainer for a Fortune 100 uh, company. He was on a uh, speaking gig. But he's able to join us, so welcome, Robert. And uh, we're just talking about uh, the scripture reading.
5: I'm glad, glad everything's virtual nowadays. I was virtual. Right. I was virtual with the uh, University of Houston Student Society of Human Resource Development, talking about town development, instructional design, and those sorts of things. Yeah, this is going to be. This is a setup for what's going to be a very interesting study. For us as a group, because we have talked around and about how we interact with culture, how we're supposed to live as Christians, what we're supposed to do. And it all really boils down to this whole idea of living in the spirit or being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I I love John's statement because John's like, John is basically doing something. he, He wasn't the only one that baptized he was the one that got the most attention for it because the Jews had a ritual cleansing kind of policy that they followed and part of their worship. And so he was doing that as part of that. And I just loved his statement because he's like, Yeah, I'm going to baptize, with, I'm baptizing you with water. The one that's coming is going to baptize you with God and the Holy Spirit. And as we approach that, as, as we move forward and how we interact with that in our lives, in showing like mike said the fruit of the spirit or even identifying the gifts of the spirit has a part of it you know is going to be one of those and we're going to have to work those in by the way because I can't find them in the lesson list, and we're
3: going to have to work those two in at some point yeah. through this. <laughs> I, I got a question, Robert, because you said mm-hmm. you said that John wasn't the only one who was baptizing people; he was just the most popular. Was, yeah, was this a was this a I, I don't want to say it's a thing, but was because. Uh, we've just here, at here at Sherland Baptist, one of the things we're doing right now is actually reading the Bible cover to cover in 90 days. Right. And we're doing that. And I, I just got through reading uh, Deuteronomy <laughs> and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of instruction about cleansing and that's yep. something they did in the, te- the, the the temple. There was, there was ritual cleansing yeah. before you approached the tent of meeting and here. So where one was, was the, it, obviously there was cleansing in the that. temple, but we're like, were there like other, other, quote unquote, Baptists in the wilderness? Or was there something that it was John? Sir- there's,
5: there's some thought that, that this practice was done by the Essenes as well, the Essenes sect mm-hmm. as well. And most people know them through the Dead Sea Scrolls were theirs. And so most people know them through that. And so there's some thought that that group did that as well. It's, uh, it, it, it's kind of a offshoot of that ritual cleansing that you're talking about, Steve. It's listed in Deuteronomy and Leviticus is the other place where it's heavily talked about. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of an offshoot of all that.
0: Excellent. Uh, Kyle Trahan, your, uh, your impression of the, uh, of the reading.
1: You know, I, I like Steve was uh, raised Catholic, spent many, many years in Catholic school. Um, well, I say many, many years, nine or uh, 10, I guess. Um, don't we have three on our panel? Mike, you were raised mm-hmm. something different. Something different. Right? Different. Well, yeah, Southern Baptist. He's, <laughs> Baptist. he's different. He's different. No, I, all right. Okay, no, no. Good
4: question. Fair question. And, and and I didn't bring that up about an ax. I, I am uh, charismatic, but Here. I was raised Southern Baptist. And it's I went okay. to the charismatic church for a long time. And then I came back to the Southern Baptist, like we've talked about, because we study the scriptures and i love that well, i think that is just awesome i'm sorry to interject that in there kyle. You're, you're probably but, thinking uh, of me
5: kyle because i grew up episcopalian yeah i like to joke that it's, <laughs> catholic, it, that it's catholic light yeah
1: <laughs> catholic light. There you go. I knew, so i knew there was three i was but anyway you know so I, I figured you know steve was just picking on my sprinkling as a you know child
2: um, hey,
1: you know. yeah I'm not uh, hey it happens to the best of us <laughs> you have to install of us Catholics <laughs> um. so
5: so <laughs> real quick yeah. let me let me share an aside because it, it's some insight into how that works so the the story around my family was that my grandmother sprinkled me because my parents weren't church attenders at the time when my grandmother passed away, my family joined the church and we had a private ceremony where my dad and i were both baptized because they think my dad had been done the same way so instead of the i baptize you and they would pour the out of the seashell in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit they the, the statement that was used was if you are not already baptized i baptize you in the name of <laughs> Uh, nice. just in uh, case huh? I, uh, yeah you know and, and that's exactly what it was because right. for catholic and episcopal theology that deals with original sin they believe that the sacrament of baptism is necessary to wash that original
3: sin away so <laughs> i'm sorry kyle you, you brought it up yeah. so i thought well, i we would well, we got, I told you, we got, i'm sure there are people of all traditions and denominations mm-hmm. who listen to us so Exactly.
1: Uh, well, several,
3: we've gone and, and then what the five of us represent about eight of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you yeah, know, but I mean, that's the the thing that makes us a little cohesive and a little, a little bit strange and a little bit uh, <laughs> non-church answer-ish uh, as our, you know, uh, stuff says. But, you know, so I, I did go for the Believer's Baptism. Um, I was baptized when I turned 40. Uh, actually, on the weekend, uh, I became a deacon that same year. So that was a, a pretty fun, and interesting year in, in my uh, religious life, if you will. Um, you know, I'm just happy I'm not having locusts and honey for dinner. Uh, I'm I'm a good uh, I, I'm a good coon ass boy. I'm having gumbo, so you know. I,
3: I don't want to get into crayfish and how close that's related, but
1: I do like crawfish boils. <laughs> right.
0: Well, you know, the, the thing about it is it hit me, and I was thinking back to, I, and like I've shared before, uh, this is the No Church Answer Tour. I'm sure some people out there have this Eureka moment, like uh, they get baptized, and then all of a sudden, uh, certain things are different. Whereas with me, I, I remember vividly uh, being in high school, I was, you know, I was raised on a pig farm, uh, but I was an athlete and uh, the in, uh, massive peer pressure and people uh, would make fun of me because even though I was on the wild side, they, they'd call me church boy. And I was always just a believer. And the the thing that really struck, uh, uh, that stuck with me is the fact that uh, back at that time, my parents were Methodists. I was baptized in the Methodist church as an infant. But I felt the Holy Spirit come on me. And I was living my level. I was content. To be that church boy and not necessarily rebel against the peer pressure and and go along with, with what I felt the direction God had given me in my life through the Holy Spirit, the protection. But at that point in time, it was actually the confidence to live that way uh, and not feel um, as if I was being persecuted. I mean, go ahead and persecute me, but if the person doesn't feel persecuted, then, then you're not being persecuted. And, hey, Bill, let, let's, let's
4: touch on something you just mentioned there. You said, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit come on me, and this is something you, you hear people talk about, God told me this, God told me that, uh, and, and sometimes they're wrong. I've seen that happen more than once, uh, and I can tell you, I, I I like you, and and I use the word I sense the Holy Spirit's presence. Sometimes when a pastor preaches a good message, or somebody teaches really great, you can sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how to say it any other way, but you may you alluded to that when you said you felt the, the power of the Holy
0: absolutely, Spirit. Absolutely, absolutely, and I felt. I can tell you exactly how I felt, because and and I remember the guys' names that that were teasing me in front of other people
4: yeah.
0: because I went to church which I, and all of a sudden I just had this calmness and you know when people are trying to get under your skin oh, yes. and egg you yes. on but I was a wrestler and I wasn't scared of either of these guys but not only that I felt like it's okay you can try to dress it up I get it that you're not a spiritual person, you're not into it, but it was very clear to me the Spirit of the Lord came on me and just said, "Hey, it's okay. you're not you're not being you're not being persecuted unless you accept it." And I didn't, and I just felt that, and it's happened to me throughout my life at different times, and I hope that the people out there, understand and that's part of why we have this podcast going is because each of us are on our individual faith walk and there's going to be times when it's not gonna it's not gonna feel necessarily right but the lord will keep you on the right path and it and it has for me and it's been awesome and with that We've got to take our our, – this is going to be our last break. This is Man Up. We'll be right back And welcome back, Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men uh, Podcast Number One Seventy One: The No Church Answers Tour. Uh, we are. This is our first of uh, Living in the Spirit uh, study, and uh, and we're out of Daniel. <laughs> and so, <Thank> uh, gosh. <laughs> and, and oh, that's right, we didn't get any uh, follow up uh, from Robert uh, about. Uh, about the study in Daniel or, or Kyle. So, uh, uh, (laughs) professor get, give us a a quick wrap up of, uh, of Daniel for
3: us. (laughs) First
5: half of Daniel was fantastic from a men's perspective. And I'm going to address it solely from that, from a men's perspective, the first half of Daniel, where we dealt with how Daniel and his three friends Integrated without integrating into society of Babylon while maintaining their faith, Man, that is such a story for hard times.
0: Oh, how they
5: agree. Agreed. Do and and, and I, agreed. Tell, I, I would tell all of our listeners go read that first half of Daniel again to see how you should react to a secular culture that's coming to approach you about your faith. I think that is the best. The second half of Daniel, it's all about letting go and letting God and understanding that there's an ending to this. And it's fun to speculate, but if you're hanging your hat on any of it, you're crazy.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, you you won't understand it, and you'll go crazy trying. Yep. Yeah. Kyle, did we get your your interpretation uh, of that Daniel study?
1: Oh, we're just going to say we're thankful that it's done. Uh, year, we're, we're not going back. To, uh, no, I'm I'm going to tie back into to our Mark lesson for the day. Um, you know, so John the Baptist was the fore uh, foreteller of Jesus Christ. He he was out there saying, "Let's get prepared." Jesus is coming, right? We all know that for a fact. So if we take it into today, what do we know that will happen? We know that Jesus is coming again, right? It's written. We don't know when it's happening, but we now, I think, are supposed to be John the Baptist. We're supposed to be the one saying, Jesus is coming. I know that's hard for me, Bill. I know you've said that's hard for you, right? You know, to to be that evangelistic type of a person, just out there. Right. But you know, it's it's something. It's it's out of my comfort zone. It's it's something that God wants to push us to well, out I- of our comfort zone to do it. And I, I think of people like. That that I would like to see come to the Jordan, and and submerge themselves, knowing that Christ is in their heart. Uh, you know, I've got half a dozen people that are on my prayer list that I I always say I want them to come to Christ, but I myself am not. I don't want to say pushing the issue because you don't want to be pushy about it, and I know Steve's wanting in, I'm, but.
3: I'm, I'm gonna... Go ahead, go go ahead and finish. Uh,
1: You know, but it's that those people that if the rapture does come and I'm taken away and I'm sitting in heaven and I'm still looking down and I see those people that have been on my prayer list forever and I didn't do more, well, am I going to be in the rapture? Or God going to say, well, I guess you're staying for the next uh, (laughs) whatever and you're going to try and correct your error? I don't know.
3: Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's more to there's a more to evangelism than preaching or even proselytizing. Those that is a gift. That is a gift. It's clear that that Paul makes it clear, and and right. obviously John the Baptist had that gift strongly. That was what he was called to do. Uh, pastors, preachers, um, do. Um, there's more to evangelizing. You're you. I mean certainly it's it's something to pray about, but if you're out there you're out there helping people right themselves after a a, a horrible weather disaster and I think the key is to, you know subtly sometimes identify yourself that you're a christian you don't you don't even have to do it like era is you can you can uh, here, Here's an example I would use in, in Louisiana. Um, you know, you're, you're talking, uh, you're talking about football and, and I, I've done this and, and so, oh, yeah, how's that, how's that LSU team and, you know, doing very well. And you can say, I say, well, yeah, I, I'm always rooting for LSU because the son of, uh, someone in my Bible study class attends LSU. And so, um, you're all, those are, there are ways, there are ways to talk about your Christianity without talking about Christianity, and I always think, you know, for men especially, actions speak louder than words, and if you set an example, or your someone says, that, that Kyle Trahan, you know, he says, you know, he's one of the people who says he's a Christian, and I actually believe he is, and you know, he's, he's, he's the guy I want to talk to about, if I, if I have a problem, or if I have a question, maybe he's the guy who'll who'll give me the right answer in a non-judgmental or a, in, in an accurate way, uh, and and that makes you approachable because a lot of you know face it a lot of a lot of people who are very good at public speaking and very good at talking sometimes are hard to approach because you know you feel there's a natural intimidation there. Oh, this guy, this guy's smart. Oh. Um, Uh, and, um, so, so that's, I'm, I'm not, I'm saying that it's always good to think of who can I bring into the kingdom, but there are more ways to do it than just sitting down and saying, you know, going down the Roman road.
0: Well, I, I think that, uh, God speaks to all of us in, in different ways. Uh, with me, uh, the vast majority of times, it's just a basic feeling, uh, that I have, uh, on something that, it, it, it's, it's on my heart, it's something that I need to do, I need to pay attention to, and that's the way I'm nudged uh, on my pathway of faith, on my, on my faith walk, and who I need to interface with, and what I need to do. And I, I kinda like as we get uh, uh, closed down, um, this particular podcast, just go around and uh, get some, uh, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe some ideas or some examples and things that you can share uh, of the Holy Spirit, whether it's uh, happened to you or people that you know or or, or something that you've heard before, and uh, start with Michael Cropper.
4: I'm looking at a Uh, practical ways. How do we apply this? Just what you hit, if we're men, how do we apply it as men? Well, practice speaking, how does the daily lesson apply to us? Well, if we do not know Christ, obviously we ask God uh, to forgive us of our sins. We repent and turn from our sins, and we ask Jesus to come into our hearts. We read the Bible, we pray. Now, if we know Christ, we continue to read the Bible, we pray, and then we look at the fruits of the Spirit. I suppose that's probably the the thing we have to deal with daily, um, and that's simply doing to others as, as we would have them do to us. And and believe me, that's that that doesn't sound much. If you're a new Christian, that doesn't sound very much, or doesn't sound like a lot. But if you start reading the Bible and you see one of the things that God wants us to do, is He wants to help. He wants us to help the poor. He wants us to help the widows. He wants us to give to the orphans, if we can, and see the people who are in jail and incarcerated and feed the needy. And there are a whole bunch of little things that we do daily. And also, um, again, we we mentioned this, Christly speaking. But I, I mentioned in the past, uh, driving down the freeway, if somebody cuts you off, don't shoot him the finger. Oh. I, mean, <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean, hey, I mean, I think we let, should be aware. At least don't let them see you. Right. I
4: think we, I should Christ. be aware. We should be aware that somebody there might recognize who we are and who we represent, and that's simply Christ. We should be careful. In other words, that was that was very abrupt and very blatant. But what my point is, is, is to count to 10. If if and and we are going to have people irritate us, we are going to run into people who are going to say things to us that make us angry. And, and and the old phrase count to 10 or count to 100. Before you respond, make sure you're not angry when you respond or respond and send not but the point is, is keep yourself level headed. And used wisdom when you respond if you do get angry with people. And practically speaking, uh, again, treat them like you would have them treat you.
0: Excellent. And uh, the takeaway from uh, from the judges: when you wave, wave using all your fingers. All
4: your fingers.
0: So, uh, and, uh, hey. <laughs> uh, and get some takeaways from uh, from the professor, Robert Koshu.
5: Yeah, it, it's really about and 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 uh, you know don't let it, no one like Kyle fool you with his all shucks um, attitude. You know, he comes <laughs> nice. in and ties Mark and Daniel uh-huh. together. I'm like, really, Kyle? <laughs> that, that was fairly amazing. But but he's right, and that's the thing that you know we are in functionality now. John the Baptist because we are preaching to a lost and dying world and we're called to share. And I, and I think Bill made some good points or I'm sorry, Steve did. Well, Bill and Steve both, um, that we all do it in our own unique way. Kyle is known for service and going out and serving and being a part of it. You know, I I teach youth on Sundays, you know, and, 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 and I happen to know there are lots of people in our church that want nowhere near the youth group. <laughs> you know, we're all called to share Christ in our way. And to do that, we have to have the Holy Spirit with us. And I think that's where we come and start looking at it. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, I am really, really looking forward to this set of lessons. I think these are going to be lots of fun and really good.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And uh how about some takeaways from you, Kyle?
1: You know, um Mike, you said feeding the hungry. Steve, you asked what we were doing, uh what I was doing in there. Um Friday and Saturday I was working with the Cajun Army and uh we were working a uh we, we had a, a supply store basically that totally free, you know, all Supported by donations, no money exchange whatsoever. Um, Come and get your deodorant and razors and, you know, orange juice and whatever. Um, On Saturday, in about a two and a half hour span, we fed, we handed out about 750 lunches, hot lunches, in about two and a half hours. So, um, you know, it, it is doing what you need and what you can for the people that need it you know because the the thing is is we never know when you're going to be the needy because not a single one of these people went well all right maybe wednesday night when they went to bed you know before the hurricane hit on thursday knew they were maybe needy but we never really know when that time is going to come that you know a a catastrophic thing hits us um so you know humility is, is definitely something that we we need um especially when we are needy whether it's just needy in spirituality as these people that john the baptist was looking for they're they're needy they're needing something more in their life than just nothing they needed christ they needed the reminder of god you know and for me you know sure i wasn't baptizing people but it it is that just god-given love of humanity that i I can only imagine i I mean i've seen the movies of john the baptist the exuberance (laughs) this man had to it, it, what's the word? It, 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 it yeah, charisma. Charisma.
3: The he charisma had that a, he had <laughs> that, did,
1: you know, it just oozed out of him. And then, of course, Christ stepped on the scene, at, you know, a little while later, and holy mackerel, that really had to be great. But just, serve, do. Be the hands and feet that Christ calls us to be in everything that we do, try and hold that temper you know mike you you spoke of it it wasn't even at people it it was technology technology whipped my tail today it really did guys it was just stupid stuff things interfered in every way i had all of this training and stuff to do and even tonight no but tonight we're we're texting and i got frustrated i let anger get to my soul and it had been digging at me all day long. Uh, I I just, it really had. And at the end, I said, ah, I'm not doing it. And Robert said, I'm changing laptops. And it said, or computers or whatever you said. and Switch laptops. <laughs> and, and I was trying to do the same thing. And it gave me the hope that, Oh, wait, somebody else is being technologically challenged at the moment as well. And it's not just me. Hey, Robert. (laughs) But again, it's that little mild piece of hope that it's not just me. I'm not alone. And so I guess my last little point is when you do feel alone, when you do feel at wit's end. Because, guys, I I feel great. Much different than when I did uh, 45 minutes ago. You know, when I was just trying to get logged on to the stupid computer thing and be with you guys, and it's uplifting. It it changes your perception, and I just hope the rest of the folks out there listening can take that to heart. Find your group. I know Bill will say it in a minute, but find your support group. Find the people that up that that lift you up. I'm out. Good night. Excellent. <laughs> Steve, Titch, your uh, takeaways. I'm lesson.
3: gonna get a followed because because kind of, kind of spoke it all, and and you know you just you saw it go right in this podcast. it came on. It's kind of really uh, a little down. What was going on in 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 Louisiana? And yeah, I, I think I think we're all in that place. Um, I I know that uh, you know there's uh, in my own my own Bible study group, we've been touched pretty much by outright tragedy um, without getting into too many details. It's been, it's been, and and this whole period really for the last six months now has been, has tried us in many ways, in different ways. Uh, but thankfully we got this group. Um <laughs> and uh you know just seeing you cheer up on on screen there is 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 very much that. this is maybe an example of the spirit at work uh it, it, whenever two or more of you are gathered
2: in my there.
3: name uh the lord said. even virtually even virtually right right <laughs> yeah. so um, that's right. God. so that's yeah yes yeah. so so uh I hope you know. I uh, we went through a heck of a lot of emotions on this on this one today. So uh, I'm looking forward to what's going to. As I said at the beginning, we should have a lot of conversations, interesting conversations on 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 spirit-driven life, and and what it's all about.
0: Excellent. And uh, just one takeaway from me: uh, being baptized in the Spirit. Uh, for me, just gave me the uh, validation that it was okay to live my level, whatever level that I was going to be at, to be comfortable in my own skin and continue on my faith journey at my own pace. And go ahead and uh, get a couple of quick updates uh, from Professor Koshu.
5: Yeah, um so really interesting. So in the next week or so, depending on the schedule and how it happens, we are going to have another men matter interview which will be a fast five as well. This is going to be a really interesting one though because um I'm friends and I'll have him tell how we met when we do the interview cuz there's a funny story involved in it. Um he, he Captain Bobby Delgado, senior captain Bobby Delgado is a chaplain for the Houston Fire Department and they have actually um, lost three of their members to COVID. Matter of fact, the interview was put off because they had a, another captain of the fire department pass last this, this week this past week. And so he was involved in all of that. And so we had to push it off. But I'm really looking kind of forward to it. I think it's gonna be a really good interview.
0: Wow, excellent, uh, yeah, looking forward to that uh, Robert, and want to thank you for tuning in this man up, spiritual oasis for men, podcast number one hundred and seventy one and we are still in lockdown, but we are starting here in Texas. To open up a little bit, and uh, our church is even starting to have uh, in-person worship, but we're still broadcasting or live streaming. So, if you don't have a local Bible-based church that you are able to go and attend to, pull up online SLBC, which stands for Sugarland Baptist Church org. And you can find them. They also stream on YouTube. It starts at 945. It's a traditional Baptist worship service. And you can find us on Facebook. We're also on iHeartRadio. All of our podcasts are on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're now on Pray.com. We have a website which is at man-up spiritualoasis.com lots of resources and blogs and stuff on that and on behalf of uh, deacon kyle trahan and professor robert koshu the judge michael cropper our producer mr steve titch my name is bill cox encouraging each and every one of you to join a local Bible based church, and when it opens, we encourage you to go and participate in a small group setting, kind of like what we have here, and look for one that is for men. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up.
2: You want and I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
0: Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men.
4: If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd
3: take a flamethrower to this
0: place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man-Up Podcast.